Welcome to Quick Hits, a bi-weekly episode designed to give you genuine insights and practical application of one topic. Hello and thank you for being here. This is the fourth installment in the six-part series about Entree Leadership Summit 2019. Boop, boop. I'm going to quickly recap where we've come from the first installment a few weeks ago was me talking about my takeaways from Dr. Henry Cloud entitled, his talk was entitled Desired Future, Vision or Fantasy. And I mentioned that the unexamined business will fail. And the five elements that uh, Dr. Henry Cloud went over were a strong vision, engaging the talent, executing a strategy, measurement and accountability, and to fix and adapt what you find along the way. Then The next installment was regarding Patrick Lencioni's talk entitled The Untapped Advantage of Organizational Health and how you have to build a cohesive leadership team, then create clarity, then over-communicate clarity, then reinforce clarity, and clarity, clarity, clarity. And what is that team made up of? Well, probably some dysfunction. So the five dysfunctions of a team, absence of trust, fear of conflict, lack of commitment, avoidance of accountability, inattention to results, take the negative stuff out, you got to build a pyramid starting from the bottom up. Trust first, then healthy conflict, then commitment, then accountability, then results. But how do you do that? What kind of team do you need to have? Well, you need to build a team made up of folks that fall into the category of the ideal team player. The ideal team player has equal-ish parts of humble, hungry, and smart. And fortunately for those of you that are like me, it has to do with people smarts, not necessarily book smarts. But book smarts is great too. Last installment was uh, about Chris Hogan, or was from Chris Hogan's talk entitled Power of the Rising Tide, Taking Your Leadership to the Next Level. And he brought us to church. Rising Tide leaders understand the impact they have on themselves, the team, and the people around them. And the first and foremost thing that they got to do is plug into the source who has all kinds of power, God. You got to have people that have your back. And then that awesome story about how Chris looked right into the face of his employee and dug deep to say, what's really going on here? You know what? You don't need PTO. You need to go see your mama. So that is three weeks in two minutes and like 30 seconds going forward now. Whew. Okay. Take a deep breath because now we're going to dive into the fourth installment. The title of the talk is The Infinite Game. And it was given by a gentleman named Simon Sinek. He is an optimist, definitely a best-selling author, and a leadership expert. If you didn't look up anybody else that I mentioned so far, you're you're missing out. But if you didn't look them up and you fall into the category of millennial, if that's your generation, that's that's my generation, even though I look like a Civil War veteran with this beard, I do fall into the millennial category. So I've seen this video where he talks about my generation of millennials. Look him up. Look that video up. Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K is his last name. Millennial video, millennial talk. You'll find it. It has only like 400 bajillion views. Um, He breaks it down and I was like, yes, amen, thank you for somebody standing up for our generation. For those of us that don't identify with the stereotypes of lazy, privileged, uh, waiting for a handout, all that kind of stuff. So Simon Sinek, the infinite game, bringing it back. What is the infinite game? The infinite game is what we are in in business. 
So a finite game, then, on the other end, what is that? Well, that is a game where the players are known. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. But the infinite game of business, the players are unknown. There's an infinite timeline. And we don't even know how many players around us are in the same game. We don't know when they leave the game. We don't know necessarily when they enter the game. But we do know that it doesn't end. It's infinite timeline. So how do we strengthen our culture to play into the infinite game? Well, five things. Have a just cause. Two, trusting teams. Does this sound familiar at all? These leaders did not corroborate before they gave their talks. And man, they just reiterate some of the very same principles over and over. I guess we should do something with them. So how do you build, how do you strengthen a culture? Have a just cause, number one. Number two, trusting teams. Three, a worthy rival. Four, capacity for existential flexibility. Five, willingness to lead. And then he went specific and said, actually, the courage to lead. So that right there, that, that's enough. I mean, but I, I'm going to keep going. But I, again, this is fish food. And what he's giving us and what he gave me and those in attendance, is, it's a four-course meal. So it's, it's not enough. I'm not going to do it complete justice. But stay with me just for a couple more minutes while I unpack a pieces of this, okay? What, for me was really, really important was, okay, so if I have to change the framework of how I see what I do in business from a beginning, middle, and end, then I have to reframe what I consider success, right? And he was way ahead of me, of course, because he's brilliant, and I'm the student in this scenario. And yes, the quote that stands out, and I'm looking at it, I'm just going to read it to you, success isn't a series of finite games. Success is one infinite game. Success isn't a series of finite games. Success is one infinite game. So that cliche thing that people say about it's not about the destination, it's the journey. Well, that's kind of what he's saying. And, and, and it's true. If we look at this as true, infinite game then we, the implications then tie to, a, once again, our people, our mission, making it real. At CCB, it's about something more than just hitting numbers, selling computers, uh, being number one. He said, what is number one? Who, who defines number one? In a finite game, like Coranium, for example, if you ever play the board game Coranium or Pie Face, which is what I play with my kids, let's do Pie Face. That's a little easier because I'm, I'm simple like that. There's there's rules. You flick the thing that spins around and how many clicks you got to do the click thing to see if you're going to get smashed in the face with the, with the whipped cream. And there's rules that people agree to. Now in our house, we just skip the rules and we just click it until we get hit in the face because that's what we like. But we're agreeing to the rules in this finite game of Pie Face. The difference, again, people around us in the infinite game of business, they're not all agreeing to the same rules. So if we're not all agreeing to the same rules, then who is it that's defining who's number one? You brought in more revenue? Does that make you number one? Uh, you have one best workplace in Milwaukee for the last four years like, like we have? Does that make us number one? 
Does that make us the number one workplace? Well, what if there's another workplace that's better that didn't enter that? So what he's saying is change the framework with how you see success and winning and this thing that we call business. So let's wrap this thing up. A couple more points. Underneath the banner of the willingness to lead or the courage to lead well, your mission has to be so big that you'd sacrifice to work toward it because you're never going to attain it. Say that again. Your mission needs to be so big that you'd sacrifice to work toward it, not just to attain it because it should be so big that it's so out there that you you won't actually ever attain perfection, but you're going to work toward it. The second thing, as a leader, you should rush in to help admit mistakes and encourage your employees to be themselves because there's a, there's a framework of trust. And again, it's sounding familiar, almost like Simon Sinek and Pat Lencioni got together to talk about it beforehand. But there must be something here then that we need to act on. If humility is a thing, if trust is a thing. And then this last part, as a leader, you need to be willing to make a profound decision to change course for purpose and on purpose. Say it again. As a leader, you need to be willing to make a profound decision to change course for purpose and on purpose. The last statement that I'm going to leave you with from Simon Sinek is, if you don't blow up your company, the market will. You need to recognize the game that you're in and the rules that you play by are wrong. If you don't blow up your company, the market will. Recognize the game you're in and the rules that you're playing by are wrong. Okay, now some editorial notes or side notes for me. I promise Simon Sinek is not against profit. He is not speaking against capitalism. And a lot of these ideas that he brings up are are counterintuitive, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong. So I want to challenge that in you that, well, this guy just, you know, write him off. He's not, he's against capitalism. No, he's absolutely not. And he also, as another interesting thing, he's, he's like a war historian. If you read any of his books, he's got ties to human biology and uh, strategies within war a lot of times and then tying those to business and how there's a brotherhood within a, a troop um, that goes to battle and is in the trenches together. And then also within the context of a business, how leaders lead can affect the bodily chemistry of the people that are following them. So dopamine and serotonin and all that kind of stuff. So that's my little side note. Don't just write them off because this concept seems foreign to you. If it's uncomfortable, well, maybe there's something there. All right, so as I close this thing out, I just want to say thank you from me, the person, Steve Shear, not me, the podcast host character. I am a human that is appreciative of your time as a human. Here's why. Um, You only have so many minutes, so many days, so many years, and these minutes you can't get back. And so I'm pouring out as much as I can to create value so I hope you find value in it because you can't get this time back. And I would actually challenge you, if you're not getting value in this, don't come back because you only have a certain amount of time left on earth. So, But if you are finding value, uh, come back next time. Come back next week and listen and engage with us. And you know what? More than that, do something with it. Do something with the stuff that you're hearing here. And then if you feel so inclined, let me, let our team know about it because it encourages us greatly.
Okay, so coming up over the next several weeks, we have some stuff that I don't want you to miss. So part one and part two with a conversation that I was able to have with Christy Wright. She's a Ramsey personality, a mom, a blogger, an author, an entrepreneur, a podcast host, a wife, a friend, an Instagram influencer. She is a joy to be around and the type of person that you just you just feel energy, you just get energetic because she's just is smiling and bubbly. I'm a believer. After spending time with her, I'm telling you, she's fantastic. You're going to want to hear this part one and part two of those conversations coming up over the next couple weeks. At CCB Steve on Instagram, Steve Shear on LinkedIn. And as I always tell you, you can send us an email to impactpodcast at ccbtechnology.com. That goes to a team mailbox. One of us will respond. And as always, from all of us, not just me, but from all of us at CCB Technology, thank you for listening.